I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get to work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is on. Man, I cannot believe that a year ago the storyline was, will they get the first pick in the draft? They didn't. They got the second pick in the draft. And you know whose face is on the TV in this studio as ESPN is teasing its weekend-long lineup of sports? C.J. Stroud, baby. C.J. Stroud is the headliner. He is the face of this game. The Texans, the te- I've been listening to national radio uh, a little bit. I listened some on the way in today. I was listening a little bit yesterday, just kind of bumping around, seeing what the vibe was on this game outside of Houston. Yeah. And, the- Seth, not only is it incredible the turnaround the Texans have had uh, from being a three-win team last year to a potentially a ten-win team this year, they are a bit of a darling right now among people. Oh, people yeah. really like 100%. the Houston Texans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I've had to have kind of, uh, you know, gentle and civil disagreements with uh, some people who otherwise agree with everything I say. But, you know, sometimes people are just hardwired to think, like, well, you know, totally everybody's going to hate on Houston. It, that hasn't been the case. If anything, honestly, in this situation, the Colts have been a little bit ignored because they don't have a quarterback that everybody's excited about. Gardner Minshew, I mean, I think Colts fans would tell you, yeah, Gardner Minshew is Gardner Minshew. And it's been, he's had some really good games this year. He's had some flubs. And uh, it's just that I think people really like C.J. Stroud. I, it's hard to find, it's hard to find any knowledgeable film breakdown dude, like a former quarterback or scout or what have you, that doesn't just gush about C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And and who isn't really blown away by him in a lot of ways, and and it's interesting because both these teams, and I know we'll get into this in the next segment, both these teams had really really good and valid reasons for people to be incredibly pessimistic about not just this season, but about the future of the franchise. The Texans started turning it around as soon as they hired D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah. The Colts, I, I mean, it hasn't actually quite ended for the Colts, no. but a lot of the huge, huge drama from early in this season when Jonathan Taylor was getting pulled onto Jim Irsay's weird bus and everything like that. Very recently, it looked like they were completely lost in the woods. So yeah, this these two teams are kind of the the two teams that. Lo and behold, find themselves at the precipice of the playoffs uh, against all odds and expectations. Yeah, they're they're both great stories. One of them is going to be an even greater story come late Saturday night. That's like that's what it boils down to. And you're you're right. We'll 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 get to know our opponent a little bit in the next segment. And it may feel in some ways like a mirror image of what the Texans had been the last few years. To your point, Seth, prior to hiring D'Amico Ryan's, once D'Amico Ryan's got hired, it really felt like all of a sudden it was like you hit Control Alt Delete. 
<laughs> you know, remember back in the day when yeah. you had to control yeah. alt delete to reset things? Well, I mean, you still do, yeah. Well, on the Mac, it's something else. It's like <laughs> right. command, option, and something else. But whatever. I mean, lots of people still have PCs. But moving on. They yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> and I know of. Yeah. No, one of the easiest. Sorry, three seconds. If you, it's a very common Google search. What is Control Alt Delete on a Mac? That's uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I know what I'm doing during the break. Um, so, um, so, but I, I, you, you actually came up with this list of things we'll get into in the next segment. I hadn't realized that it was just so crazy and indie this year too. I had to leave some things out. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that, but I. I start as I was looking at the list you put in there. I'm going okay. So, so what was the what, what do the Texans have on their ticket this season that would remotely find its way onto a radar like the Colts have had? And I'm like, this is the testament to D'Amico Ryan's and the players and the organ and I think the organization for figuring themselves out a little bit here this year. I, like the closest thing I could think of was. It was weird when Shaquille Griffin got let go in the middle of the year. Oh, yeah. Like, and that was weird. Vague, yeah. He made a vague accusation yeah. about covering up on a mistake Frank Ross had made or something. But that's, yeah. that's an also receiving votes on the Colts list. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And also receiving votes. <laughs> if that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That was one of the weirder things because I, it was – even if – like even if it was true, whatever Shaquille Griffin was uh, alluding to, everybody loves Frank Ross. Right. You know the the special teams have been the special teams have been the one normal and good thing about this team over the last three, three years. years yeah. So go ahead and take a shot at the special teams. Right. No Texans fan who's been paying attention is going to be like, wait a second, we got to dig into right. this. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we'll dig into the Colts, get to know our opponent a little bit in the next segment. Let's get you up to date on what's going on health wise with the team. Um, Will Anderson, Malik Collins, Andrew Beck, all practicing yesterday. Yes. All practicing yes, yesterday. Sean. That's great yes. news. Phenomenal news. Um, as far as Beck, yeah. I, I kind of liked Brevin Jordan at fullback. You're so taking I'm the hoping, words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope that what they realize is, okay, we can do some creative little packages here where maybe you got three tight ends on the field, but Brevin Jordan's a, a fullback, whatever. Um, I'm... As much as long-term, I don't like seeing them use a fullback unless they actually know what to do with the fullback. With Brevin Jordan in there, A, you can pass to him, I think, more readily than you can Andrew Beck. So that's good. That's a good modern reason to have a fullback in there. Mm -hmm. But B, like right this moment for now with C.J. Stroud just a few weeks removed from a concussion, as many bodies in the backfield as possible is good just for pass protection. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, the bad news, Noah Brown, who it looked like all week long was going to be out for this game. He is out for this game, listed with a back injury. Jonathan Grenard also out for this game. I saw some people kind of like freaking out about that yesterday, and I was thinking, okay, have you guys not had enough time to internalize this yet? Like he was yeah. out last week, and he didn't practice at all this week. Like it's- I think the big difference is that last week the pass rush was phenomenal. Guys like Derek Stingley and others showed up in a big, big way. The Colts' offensive line, another thing has kind of flown under the radar this year. The Colts' offensive line is back to being really good again. They they'd been very very good for a long long time, and then all of a sudden over the last few years, they they really last year especially they they weren't as good, and now they're back to you know PFF has them in their top five. Um, they got their uh, oh oh what's the Fraser kid uh, the one of their offensive tackles back last week, and that helped out a lot. So that that's the big difference there. I think Jonathan Gennard really could have helped versus this Colts offensive line. Yeah, but the I mean. The Colts is the the run game is the thing that uh, 
Yeah, boy, I'm going to miss Bernard. Yeah, I can't. I can't. No, no, no. I, I am too. I was just surprised by, and, and maybe it's just a small group of people. It, usually, that's what it is on the internet. It's a small group of people yeah. freaking out over stuff. But I, when I saw people like, oh man, like, that, boy, that's a kick in the junk that Bernard's not playing. I'm like, did anybody think he was playing this week? Like, I, I oh, oh, yeah. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it, it's, and I guess I, I love the optimism well, that he might get on the field, but. But it, it didn't yeah, feel like he was going to play all week I, long. We were pretty pessimistic about Will Anderson last week. We were. And he showed up, and he only played 12 snaps, but it was just it was plenty to, to do what they did. Yep, yep. So so that's the injury news for the Texans. I, I To me, my feeling on this team, where they're at medically right now, this is about as good as you could expect, considering how it looked a couple of weeks ago. Like I, I feel pretty yeah. good about where they're at personnel-wise I, going into this game. C.J. Stroud's healthy. That's, That's it, uh, yeah. by far the biggest thing. Yep. The pass rush not being as good without Grenard, um is an issue just because what Gardner Minshew is good at is something that the Texans are kind of bad at, which is these quick hitters to um, – these quick hitters to Michael Pittman over the middle and these quick outs and everything. Yep. like First read stuff where Minshew's just back, gets his foot in the turf and unleashes it to Pittman. Pittman's really, really good at that. He's got over 100 targets where he's the first read guy. The Texans are one of the worst teams in the league at defending the first read. So like they, they're good at rallying to the ball afterwards, but they're just not really all that great at stopping stuff like Michael Pittman. Yeah. The key is as it has been every damn week this year, is, okay, he, Pittman's probably going to get numbers. He'll get those receptions. Can you please just play your damn responsibilities so you prevent that from becoming a big play? Yep. If you can do that, then everything will be all right. Like, fine, let him have 10 receptions for 70 yards. That would be just fine. Just don't let him have the big play. Here is C.J. Stroud on the magnitude of this Colts game. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm ready to have fun. I think, like I was saying earlier, it's just go be myself, you know, go go be ourselves, go just put it on the field, and uh, there's nothing, nothing to lose, you know. Like, I mean, there's a lot to lose, but in my mindset, there's nothing to lose. Like, what are you going to go out there? And, and We're really just going to go out there with confidence. Like, that was the main thing we talked about today, uh, being relentless in every single thing that we do, and what's the worst that can happen, you know, by playing hard and playing fast. So uh, we don't we don't doubt ourselves. We really think we can win this game, and that's the plan. So we're going to go there and just execute. I, it almost sounded like he had to catch himself, like he said. What do, What do you think we're going to do? Go out there and just be little bees or something? Yeah, <laughs> well, he did catch B-words. himself. Like we got, he, he did catch himself. He's like, we got nothing to lose. <laughs> He's like, oh wait a second, if we lose, we're not in the playoffs. We, just, <laughs> we do have something to lose here. It's uh, yeah. If you take an existential approach to it, well, you know, like, what, are, what are they going to die if they don't win this game? No, no, yeah. it's true. Yeah, true. I, I, I do think. And look, I, I want to get as amped up like, like, oh, you got to win. And if we lose, it's going to be terrible. And this and that. Like, no, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, this has been an incredible season for the Texans. Like, if it's, they finish the season nine and eight, this was an incredible turnaround for this team. It's incredible, except that you have to just think of it this way, Sean. Forget even about the actual team itself. Just think very selfishly about the void you're about to step off into. Dude, I thought about that. Once the football season is over, you know? I I, I don't want to stop rooting for this team. This has been a fun team to root for. It's been a a joy to cover this team. I enjoy the press conferences now. You know, like, like it's... I, like I don't, I don't want this. See, you're right. You're exactly right about that. So, and it's not just the, it's not just the, the usual like, oh, now football season's over kind of thing. Like this, this has been a, this has been a fun team to root for, and it's been a really exciting season. So I'm with you on that. I thought about that a lot. Yes, I thought about that too in the sense of like guys like 
Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary, Sheldon Rankins, guys that have shown up huge for this team this year that are free agents now. I I started thinking about that. I'm like, man, this might be the... The last time we see Dalton Schultz or Devin Singletary playing for the Texans. I bet Dalton Schultz, and, and the cruel irony will be that just like this will be the week that Dalton Schultz, uh, you know, tasted a burrito for the first time and actually liked it. <laughs> He's he going fell to... in love with Tex-Mex the I very know. week that the – that's why they can't be eliminated, Sean. Gets, if, if, Dal- if I find out that Dalton Schultz fell in love with Tex-Mex this week and then they lose and they're out of the playoffs and he never has an opportunity to come back, it'll be the – be the biggest tragedy this city's ever seen. That would seen, be the real it. tragedy. I was just going to say yes. I I do think you mentioned the press conferences. I think that D'Amico's personality and kind of his his ability to just focus on the things that really matter mm-hmm. and his willingness to let guys be themselves and to always just be forward right. facing, just constantly moving forward. I think guys. I noticed this back in minicamp. I think guys just feel more comfortable being themselves, which is nice. It's cool. You get to, you feel like you get to know guys better. You feel like you want to root for them when you actually see a little bit of their personality. That part's, and they actually give you interesting, <laughs> interesting quotes yeah. about the game. Yeah, it's they great. Actually, they actually divulge things that are of interest <laughs> to the fans. Yeah, yeah. Is this I what it's that. like in other places? Yeah. They're not terrified they're going to have their, their hand slapped with a ruler by King Bill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, quick shout-out from Brad, for uh, Brad on the text page. Good morning, guys. Wife and I have been driving all night. We're about three hours from Indy. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, Brad. Yeah, if you guys, if you're, uh, 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 holler at us. We may open up the phones today, Ben. Sorry. If, like, holler at us. If you're going to the game, give us a shout. You're getting uh, there just as Ursa is going to bed. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. Like, if you're going, you're on your way to the airport today or something like that, right? <laughs> exactly. Be careful driving in Indy this early in the morning. Yeah, stay away from any Maybox that have, like, yeah. <laughs> horseshoes up as their vanity Right, 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 right. Um, uh, good job, Brad. Good luck. Have fun. Give them hell. Uh, 713-572-4610. All right, up next, have the Colts overcome even more weirdness this season than the Texans had to overcome pre-D'Amico Ryans? That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend? 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Attackus Fiber Internet Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Hi, Payne and Pendergast. It's on, man. People are fired up. People are fired up. Feeling nervous. Can you guys, this is a text, can you guys yeah. paint me a picture? Oh, paint me oh a, yeah. Paint me a I love picture guy. Paint me a picture guy. Paint me yeah. a picture guy is the best. Yeah, I'm going to do a video. You know, I'll do a video later today based on this concept of paint me a picture. And if, we might have okay. to do this as a weekly staple on the show, Sean. Paint, paint me, me a, picture? a picture. I like it. Paint I, me a picture of how it looks if the Texans win, yeah. the Rockets, the Astros. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Paint me a If you do a YouTube and you're not wearing yeah. a beret, and have an easel with a little palette out there with the paints. I, 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 I don't oh, even know. No, not you. a bray. I'll do the big fuzzy hair. The <laughs> oh, the guy, the guy yeah, on uh, PBS. The guy, yeah, the guy, uh, the... the guy with the paint. You know, the thing with the guy with the paint. Yeah. So okay, I'll paint you a picture. This is what you need to know about the Colts. The Colts, much like the Texans, are nine and seven for a reason. They've done some good things. They've done some bad things. You know, both these teams had relatively recent stinkers that you might point to the just Christmas Eve the Colts got destroyed by the Falcons Uh, it's about a month ago the Texans went up to New York and allowed Zach Wilson to have the best game he's ever had in the NFL and by the way it was in a monsoon so uh, both these teams have their flaws the Colts flaws are a hold on one second Sean I keep knocking my headphones off for some reason well stop doing that so the Colts' biggest flaw that's now exploitable by the Texans and it wasn't exploitable in Week 2 is that the Colts are near the bottom of the league in run defense. They allow – it's an absurd number of yards rushing. I almost – I want to say 180. It can't be that bad. Um, but Devin Singletary – becoming the bell cow and the lead running back for this team as the offensive line. And, and frankly, Chris Strausser, the offensive line coach, who used to be the Colts offensive line coach, he's kind of – they've all figured things out as the season has gone along. There's an opportunity there, I think. And as long as the Texans kind of do what they did last week, which is they don't have to be electric. They don't have to be incredible throwing the ball downfield. They just need to run the ball and take what the defense gives them because the Colts don't blitz at all. They're lowest blitz rates in the league. Um, So they'll play conservative defensively, try to avoid allowing big pass plays, all of that. Then they can just win this a very boring way, the old-fashioned way, win it on the ground. It's very, very achievable against this Colts defense. All right, so you – you came up with this. This is this is phenomenal. Like the, we've lived in a world the last three years where the Texans. I mean, the list is endless from 2020 to 2022 of the things that made the Texans look like a, a zoo creature or a circus oddity for the rest of the league. the The script has flipped a little bit here. The Texans are a normally functioning NFL team with a really good rising young head coach and a rising young quarterback and. Uh, GM that's done a nice job this year as well, putting a roster together. People are excited to be here. Fans are coming back to the building. Colts yeah. have had a good season too, but they've had to, amidst going nine and seven, they've had to overcome. A, I man, I looked at this. I didn't. I didn't realize it was this long a list of stuff that the Colts were overcoming. Oh, this year. Yeah, and I left a few things out just because it was a little too complex to explain. So 127 yards allowed per game on the rush. Yeah, by the yeah, way. 27th in the league. On that. I was only 63 yards. <laughs> But moving, moving on. I'm just going to let that go. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's let, okay. So they this this all starts with the genesis 
was firing Jeff Saturday as the head coach last year. That was their ground zero. They hired Jeff Saturday as the head coach. He won his first game, and yeah. then it was freaking terrible after that. Including uh, an, all-time, an all-time relinquishing of a lead uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Just an uh, astounding, astoundingly bad job by Andrew. 33-0 in the third quarter. Who had never coached anything beyond the high school level yeah. before in his life. Yeah. yeah. Who stepped in, mind you, to take over um, the job of leading a bunch of coaches who knew they were going to get fired at the end of the year. Yeah. They, nothing they love more than that. A guy that's never coached before being in charge all of a sudden. I, I think as we go through these things, because yeah. people are going to be wondering, okay, so we're going through all this stuff. I, I think my, my big message as we go through these is this team managed to go 9-7 and seven with all this stuff going on. Yeah. That's, that, that's commendable. It's really it's a it's a sign of the, these two teams kind of overcoming their pasts to play this game. Yeah, yeah. big time. Um, you mentioned it earlier, Jonathan Taylor's holdout, um, the public feuding that went on between Taylor's camp and, and Jim Irsay, like directly with Jim Irsay. Like Jim Irsay went on social media and started providing Irsay type commentary about paying running backs in the middle yeah. of Taylor's holdout. And, and this was as Jonathan Taylor was doing everything he could to be as civil about it publicly professing his respect for the organization and all this stuff. And Jim Irsay just started firing off all his cannons at agents in general. And it was like a very veiled uh, shot at Jonathan Taylor's agent. Yeah. And so they started going at it. It was just, it was weird. And eventually Irsay pulled, Irsay pulls Jonathan Taylor into his creepy bus to have a powwow during training camp. And like immediately afterwards, everything fell to crap. So yeah. Jim Irsay's personal touch almost ruined everything. Yeah, it almost ruined it. Now, eventually, they did arrive at a new contract. So Jonathan yeah. Taylor did get paid eventually. But it was, it was an ordeal, for sure, throughout training camp in the early part of the season. Um, Anthony Richardson, there would be starting quarterback, fourth overall pick, got knocked out for the season after four games. And of the four games he played, he finished one of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I would – look – that's not what they planned for. That might have actually worked out better for them in the end that Anthony Richardson got knocked out. It's, at least for this season. For this season, you know, Ultimately, yeah, yeah. you know, in the long term, you probably, if you, you ask a Colts out. fan, they might say, yeah, I'd have been cool with winning five games this year as long as Anthony Richardson looked promising and stayed healthy. Yep. Um, but that was, yeah, the, one of the things that you would expect that uh, would, would keep a team from having a winning record for sure. Losing especially after, quarterback. Especially yeah. after week two when he had these two huge rushing touchdowns and some nice passes, frankly, against the Texans. Absolutely, the Texans. absolutely. Shaqu- in one quarter. In one quarter, yep. Uh, Shaquille Leonard was their, their, obviously their foundational player on defense, came in in 2018, defensive rookie of the year, just a monster, three-time All-Pro released just a little over two years after signing a $100 million deal. Yeah, and this is one of those things. It's, it's weird that it happened. It's understandable given that Shaquille Leonard had these injuries and just wasn't the same guy coming back from it. He was a guy who was always really good at forcing turnovers, and he hadn't done much of that at all since his injuries. Um, and they also have a couple of really good linebackers in Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed that there are more of the guys now. But it was just a sign of almost – it's a kind of team. It's a kind of move a team makes when they're clearing the deck. When they're saying like, oh, "Okay, well, look, we gotta, we're resetting, we're gonna move forward," and yet here they are, way more competitive than anybody expected. Yeah, like the Texans be. weren't releasing Brian Cushing back when they were still back when Cushing's right. game was dipping, but the team yeah. was still competitive. Like yeah. Brian Cushing was still on the team, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not like 
Lawson was a bad player or anything. He just wasn't back at his peak. So it was a, it, it felt weird to a lot of people in the organization. They've dealt with multiple suspensions this year, the Colts have. The team's yeah. top returning outside cornerback, Isaiah Rogers, suspended for gambling on his own team last season. They later cut him. Grover Stewart, who is one of the more underrated interior defensive linemen in the NFL, and he plays great against the Texans. He was suspended six games in October for violating the PED policy. And then just a few weeks ago, in mid-December, Shane Steichen had to suspend two more guys, a wideout Isaiah McKenzie and cornerback Tony Brown, for conduct detrimental to the team for three games each. So they've, they've had their own set of internal issues going on this season. That's what I hope for Steichen. It ends up being his fatal flaws that maybe, maybe he can't maintain institutional control over his team. That that uh, the, okay, you got you got conduct detrimentals here. You got guys misbehaving there. Now, I, I I'll give him credit in the short term for at least coming down with a the hammer on that, you know. But uh, really, really good coaches figure out ways to manage this kind of stuff without having to suspend people. Yeah. They just have, they have a way with uh, maybe there's some of their wayward children. They they know how to just figure it out. That's right. I also you know another reason that I really need Shane Sykin to fail, Sean. Um, <laughs> after Ursay had a five-hour meeting with him, you know, after they interviewed like 20 people this yeah. year looking for their coach. Uh, they then had him undergo a battery of tests to, to test like his football intelligence. It feels very S2 cognition to test this. They test? Testish. Hold up. They, they tested yeah. their coaching candidates? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was really, okay. it was weird. I was looking at the wrong article. I'll explain it to you. Um, but basically, they ended up gushing so much about him that they, they compared his football intelligence to Peyton Manning okay, somehow. Okay. I need him to yeah. fail so bad now. I yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if Peyton Manning went through this same battery of tests or anything, but it feels so much like people gushing about Bryce Young's S2 cognition test yeah. that it sickens me. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and look, it, it may very well yeah. be applicable. I just don't want it to be. I want, I want yeah. him to lose, yes. Yeah. Uh, 13 candidates, 21 total interviews. Ursay conducted a five-hour sit-down with Steichen one night, which I'm Dude. guessing was just a blast for Steichen. A day imagine? later. Like, how many hours of talking was that by Jim Ursay himself? Oh, think? my God. Four hours, 45 minutes of him talking. Like, 15 minutes of Steichen giving answers. Talking about Woodstock or something, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> talking about football. That, and that's the other thing, too, Seth. Like, of all the, the, like, the weird stuff that you listed here, like, you know, weird... Um, detrimental, you know, like for all yeah. the stuff that they've had to overcome. And I think it's commendable. Like this, this is a, this is a, you know, this is a tough minded team that the Texans are, are playing on, on Saturday. Keep in mind that all this stuff is happening while Jim Ursay is there on a daily yeah. basis. Like this is, this is what they did. A larger contingent put Steichen through a series of tests designed to assess how his mind works in stressful situations, late game decision-making, short yardage calls, even timeout usage. One person in the room was so impressed, he compared Steichen's mind to that of Peyton Manning. Okay. That person was Jim Irsay. I, I know it for a f- <laughs> You. I know it in my soul. You remind me of somebody. <laughs> I see somebody in you. Take your hat off. Oh, yeah. Look at that forehead. Forehead and football intelligence quotient. You, sir, are in the upper quartile of the upper quartile. You've got winners. We're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. Those two, the two traits he cares about are height and 
cerebral cortex or whatever, frontal lobe. Right, Look frontal at that lobe. frontal lobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, good question. Lamont asked, Devin Singletary has two huge incentives to make in this game. Do you guys know of the Colts players with any incentives? That's a big thing in Week 18. We should let people know this, especially prop bettors. If you're a gambler out there, you should know these things. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary's already gotten one incentive. He got he had an incentive for a thousand yards from scrimmage, 125k. He booked that. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, Get you almost almost a year of tuition out of state <laughs> after the tax man takes a big sweet bite out of your ass. Fifty um, percent of the offensive snaps, he gets 125 thousand dollars barring injury. He's going to get that. He's at 52 percent right now. 55 percent of the offensive snaps. He gets another 125000 I have no idea how many snaps he's played. I don't feel like looking it up, but just know that if he plays a lot, he's got a chance to earn another two hundred fifty grand. If he gets 165 yards rushing in this game, which would be probably his career high, it would be his season high for the Texans, 165 yards, he'll get to 1,000 yards on the season rushing. He's already got to 1,000 yards from scrimmage. 1,000 yards rushing, he'll get another 125000 so Devin Singletary like has a chance to pick up a lot of cheddar on Saturday night. What, what was the last incentive? Thousand yards rushing. He gets a hundred and sixty-five more yards rushing. He'll get one hundred twenty-five k. That's a that's a lot of yardage though to try to just expect somebody to get in a game. That's a that's a tricky. It's one. It's a there. lot for somebody to get when the long run for the season for any running back is yeah. Devin Singletary getting twenty-four yards last week against the Titans. That's yeah, the that, long. That's the long run from scrimmage I, for the Texans this year. I'll be honest with you. That incentive makes me a little bit nervous. Just, just in, in terms of it potentially weighing on the psychology of a player. The one that I heard in the Sports Minute that had us look this up as well was the uh, the fact that Jadeveon Clowney has a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus if he gets half a sack. Ooh, that one. Now this is one thing I learned from Anthony Weaver was that up in Baltimore. It was for a long time, with Rex Ryan especially, and I don't know if they kept this going. They kind of keep a lot of themes running with their defense up there. If guys had, if a guy was coming up on his free agency year or if they had incentives in their contract, Rex would like specifically design plays for those dudes. Like he was, he was all about like, hey, look, yep, we're going to get you paid, man. We might not be able to keep you, but we love you. And guys knew that. So they would really, so guys would be very, very selfless when it came to like, oh, okay, I need to just clear out. I need to set the pick here because we're trying to clear this guy's way to get to get paid. Because he knew that when it was his turn, Rex would do it for him yeah. too. So I wonder if up there, if uh, McDonald, who's there? is it? McDonald is their defensive coordinator. Mike McDonald. Um, yep. yep. That uh, they might just say, and then, and then especially to keep it off of Clowney's mind too. Like, let's get this thing done in the first quarter. Oh yeah, let's get let's do every. We'll design every blitz to where somehow Clowney comes free and gets his half a sack. They play Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph. I don't know. You know, Mason Rudolph's played a good couple he, games. I think if he, he can't ma- sack. That's I, I was going to say. Oak. Like, yeah. I, Mason Rudolph's going to be there when you get to the pocket. He, he'll he's he's not going to have escaped. Um, I don't think you know that dynamic for the, that you're talking about, Seth. Probably like the Texans are just trying to win. You know, like I, you know, they so they're they're going to. Devin Singletary is going to get fed the football. Dalton Schultz also has incentives. If he gets to 60 catches, he needs four catches. If he gets to – no, he needs six catches. He's at 54 right now. If he gets to 60, he gets 250 grand. If he gets to 700 yards receiving, he needs 107 yards. He gets another 250 grand. Um, 
These are two guys who are going to figure prominently into the game plan, incentives or no incentives. So that'll be a yeah. fun thing to watch. Singletary has more control over it because in just in terms of he's going to get his touches. Correct. And he'll be that. Uh, I feel kind of dirty talking about this because it's, uh, it's very selfish, very selfish. And I think there's a tendency to look at it and be like, well, why that guy? That guy's not worried about the team. Like, I don't know, man. I and that's why I felt as a player, like I didn't want, I didn't like having incentives because I didn't want to be, especially like sack incentives and stuff like that, that you can end up, that's the wrong motivation on a game to game basis. Yeah. Like if you start worrying more about getting sacks, then all of a sudden you, you stop caring about your runs. So I didn't like having incentives like that in my contract. Yeah. Um, and that's what I worry about there with running back. It's just like, okay, he's just going to run harder. I like, okay. It's possibly it's one more incentive to run that much harder. I like the snap count incentives. Because that's if you're doing your job, you're going to be on the field and you're getting rewarded with playing time. You know, like I, yeah, yeah, I guess. But on like when you boil it down into one game, though, then all of a sudden, if a guy is more concerned about getting his seventy five percent snaps or he's pouting on the sideline because uh, because they're not using specific packages, maybe I just assume you're going to get used similarly in week seventeen as you would throughout the season. Except I, you know, except it, if you play for Bill Belichick, because Ted will tell well, stories about his snap counts getting manipulated yeah, for incentives yeah. by Belichick. Well, and it just because because it comes down to individual game matchups though too. You know, for, yeah. if they just decide they're gonna. If a team's really good against tight ends, they're not going to try to force it to the tight ends. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to take individual stats out of it and say, like, yeah. hey, if you're doing your job, you're going to be on the field, that kind of thing. You know, I, it's, it's, nothing's perfect with any of this stuff, for sure. Um, all right, so we get to know the Colts a little bit. Uh, the, uh, the opponent for Saturday night, 7-15. All right, let's get to headlines. Injury report, awards handed out, rumors floating around, all kinds of good stuff going on with the Texans. NBA All-Star voting. The Rockets showing up on that. We'll get to all that next. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's a Takis Fiber Internet Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's... Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, let's get to the uh, injury situation for the Texans against the Colts. Colts-Texans, 7-15 kickoff. Saturday night, hear the game right here on Sports Radio 610. Seth and I have you 4-15 p.m. for Texans Countdown. 
Um, Will Anderson, Malik Collins, Andrew Beck all back practicing again yesterday. That's the good news. The bad news, Noah Brown and Jonathan Grenard both already declared out for Saturday's game against Indianapolis. Um, others, Malik Collins was, uh, well, I mentioned Malik Collins. It's some of them, you know, there's others they are going to, Robert Woods, I think they're going to work out before the game, see how he feels. Um, so, look, it's week 18. Guys are banged up. I, Seth, given how this team looked a couple of weeks ago, especially amidst the mystery of C.J. Stroud's concussion and how long that was going to go, um, you know, when we got to week two of him being out, like if someone had told me this is what the roster would look like for a winner-take-all game against Indianapolis in week 18, I probably would have signed up for it a couple weeks ago. I, yeah, this is um, – about, about as good as you can expect this time well, of year. Well, yeah, I mean, Noah Brown, I mean, that's that's the one that maybe you would have been surprised to an extreme degree if, if – if you'd been told there was any chatter at all about Noah Brown being out, but we've seen him have those back-to-back 150-yard receiving games. We saw him being an important part of, of last week, especially. You know, we, we still have seen a very limited sample of C.J. Stroud without Tank Dell. So those veteran guys that know exactly where to be, if you can't replace Tank Dell's athleticism, you can at release, you know, replace solid and dependable dudes. This makes Robert Woods and his ability to read coverages and be exactly where he needs to be that much more important. Yeah, I can't believe I do bingo. I I I, I was going to say I can't believe I'm about to say this but right, getting Robert Woods on the field on Saturday night is pretty yeah. essential cuz there's a big drop off after after Nico Collins, you're now dropping off to John Mechie, who's struggled, Xavier Hutchinson, who's a rookie, you know? The Texans, with Tank Dell on the field, the Texans have a stable of receiving options that looks pretty nice. And then with Tank Dell gone, you realize, "Oh, those guys are pretty nice as long as with, with yeah. as compliments to yeah Nico Collins and Tank Dell. So they just they don't have a two headed monster right now. It's got to be a committee affair. And, and honestly, the biggest thing is for this week, especially going old school, just you know taking what the defense gives you, running the ball effectively boring football in a lot of ways yeah that you need Robert Woods out there doing his thing. yeah there, there is one national uh NFL person who is basically saying what Seth just said about what the Texans methods might need to be we'll get to him at the top of the hour um John Mechie speaking of John Mechie winner for the Texans Seth of the Ed Block Courage Award for 2023 uh pass of course Mechie overcoming leukemia last year past winners include his head coach, D'Amico Ryans, and my co-host, Seth C. Payne, the 2004 winner of the Ed Block Courage Award, which you have said many, many times is the coolest bit of hardware that you have in your office. Yeah. You like that trophy a lot. Yeah, if you guys ever watch my YouTube channel, it's like pewter. It's badass. Actually, it's like an actual trophy painted pewter on top of it's it. It's awesome. With, uh, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought about going into business for myself and selling those to people. Um, except that the Ed Block Courage Award is kind of a like it it, it benefits it benefits the Ed Block Courage House up in um, in Baltimore, which is it, it, they do an awesome awesome job for children. So I uh, I would I would have no, if I if I sold those commemoratively, I'd have to send all the profits to the Ed Block Courage House. <laughs> yeah. Now I will say uh, my one issue with John Mechie is that for guys like D'Amico and I who overcame just orthopedic issues i feel like you know overcoming cancer makes us look kind of dumb you look okay bad. yeah it makes me a little yeah a little bit paltry a week well i had an owie on oh, my geez. hamstring my knee. <laughs> what oh, my you do i overcame a life-threatening disease 
Well, I I had to use crutches for quite some time. Yes. <laughs> My life sucked for a while. <laughs> which uh, there, there needs to be a yeah, so John Mechie and um good for him. Good for him. Which uh which injury was it that you were coming back from that yielded you the Ed Block Courage Award in 2004? I had uh I had I had torn my ACL, but then I had complications with the ACL. So I had this is how it all. This is the timeline, real briefly. I had AC. I tore my ACL in September. Had surgery in October. Um, had the graft removed in December. Had to rehab and get ready for a new surgery where they uh, like had my ACL repaired again in like February or March. I, I can't remember. And it was like very dicey as to whether I'd play at all in 2004. So, like, the fact that I, I came back and I played all, all 16 games, but, man, I, I probably shouldn't have. That was, like, the, that was the beginning of a long chain of just my body wasn't quite right and, uh, it, it, like, a chain of injuries that I ended up having that I think started Ain't with cancer, that. but that's pretty badass, though, dude. Like, that's that, – that. I was terrified. I thought I was done for, like, yeah. from a career. I wasn't scared of cancer, like, that way, but I, was, I thought my career was over. Sure. I couldn't – like, by, like – by January of that year, like they could, they couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with my knee and the grass. Like they couldn't, yeah, yeah. And when I say it's badass, not the injury part, the part that you, the, the part about you coming back from it. Just to be clear, <laughs> it's so badass that you were really struggling with your career possibly being over. <laughs> the cool thing was because later on, I would, I would tear my other ACL. So I've been through so many ACL rehabs now that I feel like I'm kind of a. Like uh, nobody's done it better than you me. move Very really good. Had three you, ACL dude, you move really good for someone who's had that much lower body trauma. You know what I mean? Like you, like yeah, helps you got to haul around a, you know, <laughs> extra I, I, weight I, to begin with for somewhere. Lower body trauma. Now, the, 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 oh, the stability that my lower legs have to have to balance things out is <laughs> always been. <laughs> why did uh, I? Why did I do that? <laughs> hey, um. Seth, scale of one to ten, how concerned are you about the Jason Lockhanfora rumor yesterday that Nick Casario would be open to an arrangement of him going back to New England? Quote from one GM, according to Jason Lockhanfora, he'd go back there. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> okay. Was it a GM or a former GM? It was one GM said is okay. what they are. One GM said so, he'd go back there. Try and for those who don't if, know, Jason Lockin for Washington yeah. Post had this if, as a blurb in his notebooks column. If there's one thing I know about Jason Lockin for reporting on the Texans GM, it's almost a, a it's so far it's a slam dunk guarantee that the guy will be here next time. Because <laughs> in 2014 he reported that. Rick Smith could be shifted to a different position in the organization. John McClain shot that down after speaking to four of his own sources. Um, uh, and, and Rick Smith would go on to, what, spend four more years uh, with the organization? Uh, three more. 15, three 16, more 17, yep. Yeah, and then December of last year, uh, Jason Lockenfora reported there was increasing chatter about the Texans making changes and that Casario is not nearly on nearly as solid footing as he was in the past. So for Lockenfora <laughs> specifically, I would say I don't think a single thing about it. If somebody else comes out with something, I'll pay attention, but not with Jason Lockenfornication, Jason Lockenferma, yep. Jason Lockenfabulation. <laughs> I don't know how this guy still has a job. It's amazing. He makes stuff up all the time. I know. It's, it's incredible. I, he oh, must have a great agent. I don't know. There was a time he reported that this Ravens linebacker was at the facility negotiating a new extension, and it turns out he was actually at the facility um, putting in his retirement. Like couldn't be more wrong on this. Oh it, it, it was it was it was amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, a couple more here in headlines. Um, NBA All Star voting. Alperin Shengun 
seventh in the Western Conference amongst. I'm so friends. happy. You should be. You getting a lot of love out there in the marketplace. Now you got to be top three to get voted into the game, but I think Shengun's got a great chance of getting voted in by the coaches. He's having a, an outstanding season, and he's getting better and better and better. So he's seventh amongst front court. I do like that the NBA does that. They have that little bit. It's almost um, it's like an electoral college, you know. Like, like, hey, wait a second, we screwed this up. We got to do this. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that. I know we never actually use our electoral college for that purpose, but still, like, you know what I mean. It's the fun to think about. Yeah. Um, I, what, no, I, don't, I'm, I regret even bringing up the term. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's get to this this year before we get out of headlines. How do you feel about the news that Houston is placing a bid on the 2026? World baseball hosting the World Baseball Classic, lock, stock, and barrel, all here in Houston. I feel like whatever the Major League Baseball's version of the Ed Block Courage Award is, uh, we're going to be able to see the future winners right here in Houston. As uh, we'll be able to watch various beloved and integral players uh, go down right before our yeah, eyes. That That's awesome. Thing. Can Urquidy get injured again? Can yeah. we can we lose an Altuve for a third of the season? Please, please come injure my players for the good of growing the game in places I don't care about. Go people, die, Major League Baseball. People, people think I hate the World Baseball Classic, and that's not true. I hate my players from my team playing in the World Baseball Classic. The rest of broadcast. baseball can go do whatever yeah. the hell they want to. You know, I don't care. I think we should br- go broadcast out in front of it and. Uh, <laughs> Stage of protest. Sandwich our, boards on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we'll have, a, have a card table with something that says, like, uh, the World Baseball Classic is, uh, is, is evil. Debate me. Hand out pamphlets to people as they're walking by, going into the building. About why it would it's be evil. a really cool event to have in Houston. It would. Though, no, so I, I, now. I, yeah, yeah, no, all kidding aside, I, I, but, I, but my opinion yeah. doesn't change about the Astros. I don't want a single Astro playing in it. And that's my fear, that if it's here, then Astros are going to be more inclined to play in it, to play in front of Houstonians. That, if uh, if it's going to happen regardless, then yes, I want my taste of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it'd be fun to have. Uh, it'd be great for the city, for sure. All right. Uh, a national NFL person, former player, outlines the two things C.J. Stroud must do to succeed against the Indianapolis defense this weekend. That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 